Welcome to this episode of Sound Bites, a podcast series produced by the National Psoriasis Foundation, the nation's leading organization for individuals living with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. In each episode, someone who lives with psoriatic disease, a loved one, or an expert will share insights with you on living well. If you like what you hear today, please subscribe to our podcast and join us every month at SoundBites for more insights on understanding, managing, and thriving with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. My name is Shiva Mosaparian, and I'd like to extend a warm welcome to Lakshi Eldridge, a nurse educator and board-certified dermatology nurse practitioner with the VA Portland Healthcare System in Portland, Oregon where she has a busy psoriasis clinic and is also the director of the Primary Care Nurse Practitioner Residency Program. Additionally, Lakshi serves as the immediate past president of the Society of Dermatology Nurse Practitioners, is a past chair and past president of the Nurse Practitioner Society of the Dermatology Nurse Association, or DNA, and past co-chair of the Dermatology Specialty Practice Group of the American Academy of Nurse Practitioners. She is also a member of the Emeritus Medical Advisory Board for the National Psoriasis Foundation. I'm here today with Lakshi, who will answer some of the many questions MPF has received from you, our listeners, about tips for managing psoriasis on the skin and scalp and hair care. Listen, and you might hear your question. Please remember, as we discuss potential solutions, everybody's experience is unique, which means your solution might be too. Welcome, Lakshi. Thanks so much for being here with us today. I wanted to start with a question from Dee in Tulsa, Oklahoma who asks, what over-the-counter lotions are suitable for my skin and won't affect my psoriasis? That's a great question. We really recommend any lotions or ointments that are unscented and don't have a lot of chemicals or perfumes in them because sometimes they can be a little bit aggravating. We really like thicker emollients because they tend to moisturize the skin more than say more liquidy lotions or foams. So ideally we love things like just plain petroleum jelly, but thicker creams such as Eucerin is another great example. It's thicker. Some people even use things like coconut oil or some of the natural oils. That's fine. It's not quite as moisturizing as say some of those thicker ones, But believe it or not, even things like thick lard or Crisco can also be a very effective moisturizer. Again, trying to stay away from perfumes or chemicals that can actually irritate the psoriasis plaques or the healing skin where psoriasis plaques are resolving. And a related question from Janice in Platte City, Missouri. What's the best soap and moisturizer for dryness? That's a great question as well. Most dermatology providers recommend the Dove Sensitive Skin Bar Soap as the best moisturizing, least irritating soap that also has really nice moisturizing properties. So the Dove Sensitive Skin Bar is what we tend to recommend for patients with psoriasis, as well as those with just sensitive skin or eczema. And since we're quickly approaching the fall and then winter, Sandeep from Korapu, India would like to know, why do my skin symptoms worsen in the winter? And what can I do to prevent dryness? Skin does tend to get drier in colder weather, even though it doesn't seem to make sense because in the fall and winter months, it feels like it rains more. Actually, the cold temperature or that drop in temperature tends to be more drying for the skin. So that's why patients tend to have worse 
more dryness in the wintertime. Patients with psoriasis and eczema may also have more irritation and worsening of their eczema or psoriasis, again, because you may not have as much natural sunlight, which we know can be helpful for clearing psoriasis and eczema patches. So the best way to prevent dryness is to moisturize your skin every day, ideally immediately after getting out of the bath or shower. Within the first three minutes, you want to pat dry. Try not to rub or scrub your skin too hard, both in the shower and also when you're toweling off. Pat dry gently and then immediately moisturize with a good sensitive skin or extra moisturizing, moisturizing cream. And you may even need to do that again later in the day before bed, depending on how dry your skin is. That's such good advice. So Sharon in Willowgrove, Pennsylvania asks, how do you know when to move on from over-the-counter options and what treatments do you explore from there? So if you're looking at treating psoriasis and you may have mild either just dry patches, or you may even have early psoriasis that's not formed quite the thicker plaques, it's totally reasonable to use a good moisturizing cream, such as Vaseline petroleum jelly or just regular petroleum jelly. Also using products such as CeraVe, Eucerin, some of those really thicker, sensitive skin moisturizers can be very helpful. If you have thicker plaques, you may want to use a lotion that is called a keratolytic, K-E-R-A-T-O-L-Y-T-I-C. Keratolytics are lotions or cream that actually thin thicker parts of the skin. You want to be careful in using those because you do only want to use them where you have thicker skin, like on the heels or on the feet or the knees or the elbows. Examples of keratolytics are urea, 20% cream, or ammonium lactate or lachydrin lotions. So those are actually effective for thinning thicker areas of the skin that may have more buildup of dry, dead skin cells. If the keratolytics are not working and you've exhausted your opportunities for moisturizing over-the-counter lotions, then it's time to see your primary care provider or a dermatology provider who may need to prescribe you actually a prescription topical medication, such as a topical glucocorticosteroid or even a calcineurin inhibitors. Both of those work in your immune system to help decrease the inflammation that is causing that buildup of skin cells or keratinocytes that actually cause the plaques of psoriasis. Great. And Elizabeth from Delray Beach in Florida asks, is it safe for me to spend time in the sun with psoriasis? What should I do to protect my skin before going outside? Do you have any suggestions for the -the over-the-counter sunscreen? That is a really great question. We used to think that sunshine was actually bad for patients who had skin conditions such as psoriasis. But what we know is that natural sunlight in limited amounts can actually be beneficial and work on the cytokines or proteins in your immune system to help decrease the inflammation associated with both eczema and psoriasis. Ideally, you want to get 15 to 30 minutes of natural sunlight, and we recommend earlier morning or later afternoon. And if you're in an area that has really hot temperatures, you want to avoid 
between 10 and 4 p.m. where the highest, hottest rays of the sun occur. But 15 to 30 minutes of natural sunlight earlier morning, later evening can be very beneficial. If you don't have psoriasis everywhere, you do want to protect the other areas of your skin that may be more sensitive to sun. So you may want to, say, wear shorts if you have psoriasis on your legs, but then wear a long sleeve shirt if you don't have psoriasis on your arms. So you're protecting your skin that is unaffected by psoriasis and just only exposing those parts of your skin that actually have psoriasis. The best forms of sun protection, which again have been varied over the last year or two, there's been a lot of controversy over the best sunscreens or sun protection. Overall, dermatology providers prefer patients to protect their skin with barrier protection. What does that mean? Hats with broad brims, long sleeve clothing, and pants. That really affords you the best protection from the damaging UVA and UVB rays from the sun. And fortunately, there are companies that provide really nice, loose, cool sun protective clothing. Coolabar, Nike, Columbia, they all provide and make clothing that is specifically designed to protect your skin from the sun. They have SPF built into it. And it's cool and comfortable to wear even in the hottest weather, say you're going out hiking or even traveling on vacation to a hot place. You can comfortably wear long sleeves and long pants. Aside from that, for example, if you're swimming or in the pool, you really want to use a sunblock that protects you from both UVA and UVB. And we tend to like the mineral sunblocks a little bit more than some of the chemical ones. Zinc and titanium can provide really nice protection, and most of the time it can be eco-friendly. I also recommend for my patients using baby formulations or sensitive skin formulations so that's a little bit more tolerant for patients who might have sensitivities to sunblocks or a lot of chemicals. And finally, remember that you need to reapply sunblock every two hours or so, especially if you're out in the water. A shot glass full of sunblock is the amount of sunblock to cover your entire body. So just kind of keep that as a frame of reference for how much sunblock to use. Wow, that's a lot of good information in there. So Ebony in Beaumont, Texas says, I've stayed away from lotions that have salicyclic acid in them because it's made my condition worse. Is there a reason why this makes my psoriasis worse? That's an interesting question. So salicylic acid, it's actually an acid and it works to kind of transform the basis of your skin. We tend to use it in conditions such as acne and perhaps sometimes even a little bit in another condition called keratosis pilaris. I wouldn't necessarily think that that's the best option for treating psoriasis. So it may be that it's just irritating because it's actually in an acid formulation. I would say if you're using any product that is making your psoriasis worse, you may want to just stop using that and what we really recommend as mainstays of therapy are topical glucocorticosteroids. That's kind of the mainstay of treatment for psoriasis as far as topicals. 
And then there are recently out some newer treatments that are non-steroids that can really help your psoriasis as well. However, they are prescription and require you to get that from a healthcare provider. Over the counter, I would really stick with keratolytics such as ammonium lactate or urea 20% cream to work on your psoriasis rather than any of the acids per se. Wow, you're providing such good information. Thank you so much, Lakshi. Now, here's a question from Sarah in Phoenix, Arizona, who asks, can products labeled for eczema work for my psoriasis? That is really a wonderful question. So remember that eczema or atopic dermatitis is really a completely different skin condition than psoriasis. Even though both of them affect the skin, the way that they work, the immune pathways that cause the irritation and inflammation associated with both diseases are completely different. The only topical treatments that I would advise for both are your regular moisturizers. Everybody should be moisturizing their skin regardless of if they have a skin condition such as psoriasis or eczema. So moisturizers are totally appropriate for both conditions. The other topical treatment that we use for both conditions are topical steroids. So both of those are utilized in treating both psoriasis and eczema or atopic dermatitis. Similarly, calcineurin inhibitors are used in both conditions, especially in sensitive areas that you don't want to use topical steroids, such as your face or your genital areas. And finally, One of the big differences, vitamin D analogs or calcipatrian, for example, is a treatment that we use specifically for psoriasis. And we don't really recommend that for our eczema patients. So it really is important and very helpful to talk to your healthcare provider about the best topicals, especially if they're prescription that you're using the most appropriate topical on your specific skin condition, whether it's psoriasis or eczema, they are very different skin conditions. This has all been such helpful information. I can't thank you enough for coming here today and answering all of our listeners' questions. As you can imagine, NPF receives many questions similar to what you just answered. Hopefully, if you're listening today, Lakshi answered one of your questions. Stay with us for more information and tips about scalp psoriasis and hair care after the short announcement from Sarah V about products that you can use for your psoriasis. Thank you to our Psoriasis Action Month sponsor, Sarah V. Sarah V has several products: Sarah V Psoriasis Cleanser and Sarah V Psoriasis Moisturizing Cream that have earned the National Psoriasis Foundation's Seal of Recognition listed in the product directory at psoriasis.org/seal-of dash recognition. Developed with dermatologists, all CeraVe products are formulated with three essential ceramides to help maintain and restore the skin's natural protective barrier, reinforcing healthy skin for all. CeraVe is the number one dermatologist recommended skincare brand in the U.S. and a proud sponsor of the National Psoriasis Foundation. Welcome back, everyone. As mentioned, CeraVe products have earned the National Psoriasis Foundation seal of recognition. You can find CeraVe and other products at psoriasis.org forward slash seal hyphen of hyphen recognition. And thank you again, Lakshi, for all the information you've provided so far. So 
I'd like to change the topic to scalp psoriasis and hair care. Randall from New York would like to know, what do you feel is the best over-the-counter shampoo for scalp psoriasis? What ingredients should I look for in shampoos and conditioners that won't irritate scalp psoriasis? And is hair conditioner harmful to scalps with psoriasis? Scalp psoriasis can be one of the most irritating and problematic conditions. And finding the appropriate treatment that makes your psoriasis better in your scalp and not worse can be a real struggle for all of our psoriasis patients. So this is a really important question. Thank you for asking it. So one of the mainstays of treatment that I love for psoriasis is coal tar. And you can find that over the counter in, for example, tea gel shampoo, it is very effective because one of the major things people complain about with scalp psoriasis is the itch associated with psoriasis in the scalp. So coal tar works very well for helping to control the itch. If you have an itchy scalp, look for products that contain coal tar. Head and shoulders can also be helpful just in helping control the scaling it's not as effective as coal tar, but that's another great option. So the shampoos that I really recommend are those that contain tea gel or coal tar or specifically are targeted for psoriasis. Look for those in the shampoo aisles kind of near the head and shoulder section. Conditioners are really nice for helping to put some oil back into the scalp and into the hair and it really is helpful in kind of soothing the skin. So I do recommend conditioners. What I would recommend are conditioners that don't have a lot of perfumes or chemicals. So Dove has a sensitive skin formulation shampoo as well as a conditioner. And I like both of those. Head and Shoulders does as well. So any conditioner is absolutely fine to use. I would, again, recommend one for sensitive skin or one that doesn't have a lot of chemicals. So Romeo from Kaiwan in the Philippines has a similar question. He asks, I have psoriatic arthritis with slight to mild scalp psoriasis. What appropriate cream and shampoo do you recommend? So it's a great and interesting point. There is an association that we're just starting to discover between scalp psoriasis and the incidence or increased risk of developing psoriatic arthritis. We certainly know that nail disease associated with psoriasis can be a predictor of a patient going on to then develop psoriatic arthritis. So we've always paid attention to nails, but we're just starting to understand the correlation between scalp psoriasis and the development of psoriatic arthritis. So you definitely can have both presentations. As I recommended earlier, I love to have shampoos that have coal tar in them. Tea gel shampoo is a great one. Sorolin is another shampoo. Scalpicin. Anything that helps provide some itch relief can also be very helpful. But again, you want to look for coal tar. Again, sensitive skin soaps that have few fragrances or chemicals, I would recommend so that it doesn't cause further irritation. All of those, I think, are very helpful. So Ellen in Chevy Chase, Maryland says, what do you do if you've used the medicine for two weeks and your scalp psoriasis hasn't gone away? When should I expect to see results from the products and when should I give up? 
Well, Ellen, I hope you never give up, but you're right. It can be so very frustrating. Depending on how severe your scalp psoriasis is really dictates what kind of treatment you have. If you have just some mild itching with a little bit of flaking, you should start to see results from your topical shampoos over the counter within two weeks. If you're really not seeing any benefit, it may be time for a topical treatment for your psoriasis. We do have coal tar shampoo that comes in stronger formulations that are prescription strength, but it may be time to add a little topical steroid to your scalp regimen, and that can really calm down the scalp, help decrease the itching, as well as if you are starting to develop thick plaques in the scalp, you really do need stronger topical treatment. And if it's not working with just topical treatments, it may be time to consider systemic treatment, either by pills or with injections for the treatment of your psoriasis. And a lot of folks think that perhaps just having scalp psoriasis doesn't warrant taking a pill or getting an injection or even seeing a dermatologist. I will tell you that scalp psoriasis can be quite severe and very, very debilitating. It can cause cracking, it can cause pain, it can cause bleeding, it can cause scaling, and it can cause a great deal of emotional distress. And some patients, their scalp disease is so severe that no amount of topical treatment is going to touch it. And it really does take systemic treatment to get it under control and even clear the scalp. I've seen patients with horrible, horrible scalp disease go back to having completely clear skin on their scalp with the appropriate prescription therapy. So don't give up. Go see a reputable dermatology provider who knows how to treat psoriasis and they can get you the treatment options that are going to work for you. Wow. I really hope Ellen's listening today to hear your helpful response. So here's another question for you. CTS, I wear a hijab and Singapore is a hot country. How do I take care of my scalp without using oily products like coconut oil on my scalp? Yeah, that's a great question, CD. I would recommend not using oils, but rather using more prescription or non-prescription treatments, such as I mentioned the coal tar that actually works to decrease the inflammation. Oils and lotions and creams that are just moisturizers, they're really not affecting the cause of your psoriasis. So all it's going to do is moisturize the scalp and get your hair really greasy and your hijab greasy. So what you want to use is either a topical steroid or even something like coal tar solution or scalp preparation. You're going to get way more efficacious results It'll help take care of that itching and most of the time decrease the irritation, even in hotter countries and even when you have to wear head coverings. Another question from you from Craig in California who asks, what are the best methods to treat scalp psoriasis and are there hair care products that should be avoided? Yeah, so I think we covered that a little bit. The best ways to treat scalp psoriasis is to, again, make sure that if you have more serious scalp psoriasis, where it's covering more of your scalp, you're starting to develop those thick plaques, you're scratching at night so badly that you're bleeding, 
or you're having a lot of scaling, it really might be time for you to have a prescription topical therapy, such as again, a topical steroid or a higher potency coal tar preparation for your scalp. You may even need to take a pill to help get your psoriasis of your scalp under control. As far as hair care products that should be avoided, we really don't tell patients to avoid, say, grooming products such as hair mousse or gel. People really care about how their hair looks, and we don't want them to have to forego anything that's not going to make you feel like your hair is well-maintained because that adds a lot to your emotional happiness, right? So we don't tell people to avoid hair products or grooming products. I would say avoid products. If you put them in your hair and they really irritate or burn, be careful of that. Hair dyes may sometimes be irritating and cause further inflammation. And one of the things that folks tend to do who have scalp psoriasis is you tend to pick and scrape and scratch all of that scale off. You don't want to do that because what that does is actually a reverse process where the friction that's causing the scaling to come off actually becomes more irritating and your body produces more scale in those areas. It's called the Kebner phenomenon. So you want to be really gentle with your scalp and not try to scrape off all that scale, even though I know it's hard. We really want to get you some products, topical steroids or coal tar preparations that are really going to help decrease the scale and thickness, the redness and the irritation. That's great advice. So Belinda in Kingsford, Australia asks, is my treatment for psoriasis causing my hair loss or thinning? And a similar question from Stephen in Windsor, Ontario, Canada asks, can scalp psoriasis lead to hair loss? Both of those are really excellent questions. So typically, topical preparations, such as topical steroids, coal tar shampoos, those kinds of things do not cause scalp irritation or thinning of the hair. One of the treatments that we do use for psoriasis, a pill called methotrexate, can make you have hair loss. So if you are being prescribed methotrexate, to treat psoriasis, that is a known side effect of hair thinning and hair loss. So you may want to have your provider switch you to a different medication. Scalp psoriasis can lead to patchy hair loss and also those thicker plaques prevent hair from growing through. So it can be a huge problem for hair growth and the way that your hair looks as far as thickness and evenness throughout the scalp. Again, I really want you guys to take scalp psoriasis seriously. And if you're not getting good control of it or it's worsening, it really is time to see your healthcare provider, whether it's your primary care provider or a dermatology provider, so you can get on the right treatment that really helps to control the psoriasis and prevent any future hair thinning or hair loss. Great advice. And from Alma in Texas, what is the best over-the-counter cream for stopping the itching and inflammation in psoriasis? Thank you for asking this. That really helps stop the itching and the inflammation in psoriasis. The best over-the-counter cream, believe it or not, 
is hydrocortisone. Again, that's a mild topical steroid. And that really can be the best thing to help with the itching and to decrease the redness and the inflammation of psoriasis. It's the only over-the-counter topical steroid preparation. But there are also a lot of other good moisturizers that can help improve the appearance of your skin and help with the itching. Again, I really like those thick, lard-like lotions such as Eucerin, even Crisco, or any of those thick moisturizers, try to avoid chemicals or fragrances. But again, for inflammation, hydrocortisone is really one of the best things that you can use. And you can use that in conjunction with, say, urea cream for some of those thicker plaques on your elbows or knees or heels. And that can also be very effective. So Lakshmi, I have another question from Piranha from Southgate in the UK who asks, Will hair color make my scalp worse? How should I talk to a hairdresser to let them know I have scalp psoriasis? That is a question we get quite often, Prerana. As I mentioned earlier, we really advise patients to do what they need to do to make themselves feel attractive and hair styling and hair coloring is a big part of that. And we don't want you to have to not use hair dye if you need it and want to. What we do know is that most hairstylists in their hairstyling classes are taught about scalp psoriasis and scalp conditions. So this is not something new to them. You do not have to be embarrassed to address this with your hairdresser. Any good hairdresser is aware of this condition and can give you some good feedback. There are definitely hair care products and hair color preparations that are made for sensitive skin of the scalp. Usually that's through hair salons. They can be a little bit more expensive, but you really want to use one that is more sensitive. Avoid the ammonia-based hair colors, which can be irritating to the skin and to the scalp. So absolutely talk to your hair stylist, your hair colorist. Do not be afraid to mention your scalp psoriasis and bring that issue forward. And ask them what hairstyling products and what kind of hair colors they would recommend to color your hair and that will not make your psoriasis work or not irritate the skin. I have to say that's some of the best advice I've heard about hair color and psoriasis. Lakshi, thank you so much for being here today to share your experience, knowledge, and passion about managing psoriasis on the skin and the scalp. It's so evident through your answers today, so we're really grateful for your time. Do you have any final comments you'd like to share with our listeners today? Absolutely. I think that first of all, I think I love caring for all of my psoriasis patients because I know how brave they all are and how brave all of you are having to deal with a condition that is so visible on the skin, on the scalp, and that can potentially affect the hair. And it is a very emotionally distressing And a lot of our patients become depressed because of this. But what I want to let you know is that there are treatments specifically designed for scalp psoriasis. If you're not getting good results from over-the-counter products, please consider seeing a dermatology provider. The National Psoriasis Foundation has a list of providers who specifically want to take care of you 
with psoriasis and are experts in caring for patients with psoriasis. So please go on their website and look for a provider in your area that is a psoriasis expert. The second bit of advice that I would advise is to be cautious about Dr. Google and all of the proposed treatments for scalp psoriasis and hair loss that are out there. There are many, many different groups and folks offering miraculous cures for your scalp psoriasis and to thicken your hair. Be weary of some of them because they can be very expensive and not quite as effective. And finally, reach out to your primary care provider. If you don't have access to a dermatology provider, primary care providers are also very well versed in caring for psoriasis patients and can offer you a lot of topical options as well as systemic treatments if you're at that level. So utilize your resources, be smart about how you spend your money, be weary of fast cures, and make sure that you uh, stay in touch with the National Psoriasis Foundation, which really is one of your best, most reputable sources of information. Thank you, Lakshmi, for your continued support and for being here today to answer the many questions we receive from our listeners. It's been such an amazing Soundbites episode with so many solutions provided. Thank you. A reminder, August is Psoriasis Action Month. Whether you're looking for treatment options, community, tips and tricks for living a healthy lifestyle or more, the National Psoriasis Foundation has the solution you need. Contact our Patient Navigation Center by calling 800-723-9166 or by emailing education at psoriasis.org. Your solution is waiting. Get free resources such as the list of the seal of recognition products, individualized recommendations, and answers to all your questions. And finally, thank you to our sponsors who provided support on behalf of this program activity, Sarah V, Amgen, Abby, Bristol-Myers Squibb, Jansen, and Lily. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Sound Bites for people with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. If you or someone you love has ever struggled with psoriatic disease, our hope is that through this series, you'll gain information to help you lead a healthier life and inspire you to look to the future. Please join us for another inspiring podcast. You can find this or all future episodes of Sound Bites on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Ghana, and the National Psoriasis Foundation webpage. To learn more about this topic or others, please visit psoriasis.org or contact us with your questions or comments by email at podcast at psoriasis.org.